This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, non-salary workers for federal contractors will see a slight bump in their wages. Some agencies do a better job looking into employees playing hooky. And federal employee unions are not pleased with agencies implementing the president's order on payroll tax deferrals. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal contractor employees who get paid by the hour will see a small increase in their pay in 2021. The Labor Department issued a notice that will require vendors who provide services like food service or janitorial to raise the minimum wage to $10.95 per hour from $10.80 per hour in 2020. Labor says the notice is based on the percentage increase of the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners and Clerical Workers, or CPIW. Most thrift savings plan funds saw modest increases during the month of August. The S Fund was a top performer for the fifth month in a row. The mostly stable G Fund continued to drop slowly, though it hasn't quite fallen into the red yet. The F Fund is the only one that did fall into the negatives, though that's not unusual. It's fluctuated regularly over the last year, and the life cycle funds, new and old, continued to perform well. Time and attendance fraud is relatively uncommon in most federal agencies. Agencies tracked fewer than 350 reported investigations of time and attendance fraud over the last five years, but the Government Accountability Office says not all agencies have been tracking it consistently, and not all agencies investigate fraud allegations. The Commerce and Justice Departments, Environmental Protection Agency, and NASA initiated the most investigations of time and attendance fraud in the last five years. With the Postal Service under scrutiny leading up to this November's election, its inspector general says the agency largely kept up with the volume of mail-in ballots it received during this year's primary election season. USPS delivered more than 94% of election and political mail on time between April and June. That's about a 2% decline from what auditors found in the 2018 election. The IG urges state and local officials to send ballots and election materials at least 15 days out from the election to ensure ballots are received and counted on time. The Interior Department was half accurate, half misleading in its conversations with Congress about the Bureau of Land Management relocation. Interior's Inspector General... Interior's Inspector General says the department long planned to move BLM employees to a new facility. Plans date back to the Obama administration, but concerns over renewing BLM's existing lease were never the primary motivating factor. The IG says Interior misled Congress when it said it had to move BLM employees to Colorado and other western states because the cost of renewing its existing lease would exceed standard rates. Grand Junction, Colorado became the official BLM headquarters last month. Transportation Security Administration officers don't want you breathing on them either. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. TSA expands the test of a no-touch, no-human-encounter way of clearing passengers trying to board airliners. The self-service system uses technology capable of looking at a live face and determining whether it matches the photo on his or her ID and matches it to flight manifest information. An officer reviews the results, but from behind a plastic shield. TSA tested the system last year in Las Vegas. Now, following some tweaks, a test is running at Reagan National Airport. I'm Tom Temin. Peanuts, anyone? Multiple federal employee organizations are stewing over the Trump administration's upcoming payroll tax deferral plans for the workforce. The National Treasury Employees Union says the rollout is confusing and chaotic. 
The union says federal employees deserve information on how the upcoming deferral will impact their tax obligations later. NTEU says its request to give federal employees the chance to opt out of the payroll tax deferral has fallen on deaf ears. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association is urging its members to start saving now for higher tax bills next year. The IRS says it'll accept digital signatures on forms that can't be filed electronically, but national taxpayer advocate Aaron Collins says the agency should use that as a jumping-off point to rethink taxpayer services more broadly. Collins says the IRS should make its online services more user-friendly and offer video conferencing options to taxpayers. As the agency looks to modernize its taxpayer experience, Collins also urges the IRS to provide a higher level of service for people who choose to seek help over the phone or in person. Two big contract awards at HHS and Army before the end of the fiscal year. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Department of Health and Human Services and the Army beat the clock in getting two major acquisition programs to award. HHS hired Verizon to modernize and consolidate its networks under a task order that could be worth $2.5 billion. HHS made the largest award to date under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, contract. Meanwhile, the Army chose 31 vendors for a spot on its IT Enterprise Solutions, or ITES, software vehicle. ITES SW has a $13 billion ceiling, and it's open to all DOD to buy commercial software and services. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center might change the way it buys weapons. The center is looking into adopting a consortium-based model for developing and testing artificial intelligence technologies. Jake would partner with a group of AI companies, startups, and academic institutions. The acquisition strategy would allow the Pentagon to use faster procurement strategies that do not follow the usual federal regulations. Jake wants authorization to award those types of contracts by the end of the year. And the new Space Development Agency awards a contract to build a new orbital capability. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. The recently created space acquisition arm of the military awarded nearly $300 million in contracts to build 20 satellites. Lockheed Martin and York Space Systems will build the first layer of space sensors that connect to weapons on the ground. The systems will be the main unifying trust for the Joint All-Domain Command and Control Program, which unifies air, sea, space, cyber, and air weapons by sharing data and decision-making. Work on the satellites is expected to start in the next month. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.